0: Up, Jesse Lavender yes Lavender Digital and Media Chris Finner LLC, Chris HD. Finner is
1: here and this is episode five to digitally built and uh first want to shout out to our loyal our one fan <laughs> yeah our loyal one fan fan friend we should call him we should call him friends not
0: fans yeah you friends- are or,
1: yeah yeah you are our great friend kinetic bear we uh, Jacob Miller We think think you're great for listening and supporting all of our podcasts. And he has one called Photo Drives. So if you're out there and you really love photography and like listening to this podcast, go ahead and listen to Jacob's. It's Photo Drives um, on the internet, on the interwebs. They have a Twitter account at Photo Drives, I believe. And yeah, it's good stuff. It's kind of like this one. But I think I think it's better. So I think anything's better than two dudes in there. Well, we're not in
0: pajamas, but we we did go to work today. But we are in our uh, our living room.
1: Yeah. Well, now you make it sound like we live together. We don't live together. Oh, no, we we're have. We're in wives. Chris's living room, not not ours, because uh, I don't live here. Yeah, he he doesn't. So
0: anyway, so for this episode, what are we talking about? You had some good ideas.
1: That I just lost.
0: Oh, you, you why on? it's not
1: coming up on my computer? It's on my phone. Oh. So in this episode, we are going to cover a little bit of finances. Um, not really give anyone the you know CPA or accountant rundown or anything like that. We have no idea how a lot of that stuff works. And we're always scared.
0: when we turn our taxes in when it it comes to
1: tax time we are always afraid so it's right around tax time it's past us but we still figured we'd talk a little bit about that and just how we've learned over the years um dealing with taxes and just saving money um later we'll talk about all the new gear because nab was um a little while ago and i'm trying not to tell you when we're recording this podcast so and it was a little while ago it was, a, it was like two weeks ago yeah okay it was so. uh and it was awesome some new things came out not not a really a ton of new things i don't know I oh guess yeah I,
0: just two awesome cameras
1: yeah i guess i just don't get excited about stuff as much as i used to but anyway you're old so first half financial talk second half is just gear and tech stuff and uh, first, well, we'll kick off the finance thing by saying, in the last podcast, if you haven't listened to podcast number four, go, at, go listen to it because it's got a lot of cool tips that we give. I don't know if they're cool, but it's got some tips on just apps that we use for productivity. And one of those is Wave Accounting. Yeah, that, that was, that was a me. wave, that was two waves. And Wave Accounting is awesome because it's free, it's just ad supported. Um, so we always love free stuff, but I would pay for it. They charge like 10 bucks a month. There's a ads person. on I guess oh yeah, there's two yeah, ads. Yeah, and so you barely even know it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, they have partners that pay them to advertise, but they hardly even do it, so it's awesome. Anyway, Wave Accounting, they just enabled a receipts option, so you can... It is awesome. They have an app, so you can take a picture of your receipt, and it'll upload it. Cool thing about Wave is it's integrated with your bank account already. So once you upload that receipt, it will sync it to that transaction. It will find it in your history and sync it. So not only do you have a great area on your bank account info that shows that transaction, you have the receipt attached to it digitally. Um, I've been using Shoebox. Can't you...
0: go? Uh, oh, go ahead and finish with Shoebox. I was gonna say,
1: I've been using Shoebox for about five months now, and it's awesome, but it's $10 a month, which I don't mind that at all. But wave receipts is free and i'm already using wave so you can also forward if you buy things online like i do almost once a day it seems like uh you can forward that receipt over to wave i did not know that that well, is. okay, maybe by the time this podcast is out, it will be open to everyone. It's only open to beta testers. Oh, you're a beta beta. I am. I'm a beta tester. So right now, but you will be able to in the near future be able to afford. For, for uh, eBay junkies like me, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, oh, I know. Gosh. Like all my PayPal invoices go straight over to that. Oh, and my PayPal is linked too. So it will see that and connect that receipt to my PayPal transaction online as well.
0: So then you can pull up all your PayPal transactions in Wave online. Right. That's awesome. And the receipts. Right, attached to them. So during tax season next year, you have all the correct... um, What's the technical term I'm looking for? Deductions. Yeah, documentations for deductions.
1: Documentations for deductions. Yeah, it was great this year because I basically took all my receipts. And with Shoebox, you can mail them all in. So I mailed in all of my receipts at the end of 2012 for 2012. There was like 1,000 of them. And I let them sit there. They took... A couple of weeks to process them all but yeah. they categorized them all and so although there was a lot of fill-in-the-blanks that I had to do but anyway when it was actually time to come through to taxes I was able to hit you know gas hit the gas section it shows all my receipts and it has that bottom total that which we all is, want. yeah which is all I use that's um, great
0: that's just really helpful so that's with wave right that wave does all
1: this yes yeah wave. and the
0: new I know I Uh, jesse got me started on it, and the app is so quick at just um letting you or processing it and then allowing you to just fill in a few little um this is the iphone app i'm talking about um other blanks to get it processed and get it up on up on the cloud and link directly to your account and it's just we're big fans
1: yeah it's it's crazy it's crazy how easy it is and that it's free um and yeah i uh, i really like it like i said i don't really mind paying for shoebox but now that wave has it i'm switching over um so sorry shoebox i know you don't really miss my my nine dollars a month i send you um no, that's awesome but anyway and also wave is coming out with a mobile app they have a mobile app so only for the receipts but they're developing a mobile app Standalone, I was told by Sarah from Wave HQ on Twitter that What what, what? That they're having she they're awesome at responding. You at Kidding. them and they'll just like the next day they'll respond to you. Or if I
0: even I didn't even at them, I just used their name in a tweet and they responded back.
1: They're oh, really yeah. great. Yeah, they're always searching. Good job, Wave. But uh anyway, Wave is great to start on the uh the financial topic for the podcast because because they're pretty good. So
0: And it helps like I have a pile right now where I'm my living room and you can see my office from here and i see a pile of receipts that i need to start just taking photos i mean it's super easy you have all these receipts laying around just take a photo of it and wave is going to automatically help you categorize that mm-hmm. i mean that just simplifies your life cleans things up and um if we ever talk about like shooting philosophies you know as simple as always better in yeah. my opinion you know um, sometimes you need to get complicated for certain things but like that just helps you simplify things and less receipts in your car it's just Oh, it's been so nice because I just take a photo in the like in a gas station, at the restaurant, you know, wherever. After I buy that piece of gear, and I just take a photo, crumple the receipt up, throw it away, and I know I'm saved. Yeah, like, for it's me, great.
1: for me, if you look at most of my receipt images, almost eighty percent of them are have my jeans or my pants in the background because I just lay the receipt on my leg once I get in from the store and just take a photo of it. And like I said, with the being able to afford it, to um, to an email address that's associated with your account, uh, you just have it there, and it's like, Ford them all there, and you have all your receipts in one place, so, it's great, and uh, in, in the same in the same hand of things, the uh, sorry guys, we're being distracted by Moose Finner. Uh, the hashtag
0: little, Moose Finner to see him if you want to check him out on Twitter.
1: If you're on Twitter, or Instagram, hashtag Moose Finner. F E N N E R. Moose, Moose is the animal. Yes. Moose Finner. And uh, you can see Chris's new little kitten; he's very adorable. <laughs> but and he I,
0: likes everything that we have out right now.
1: Yeah, he's trying to play with our recorder and our cables, and so. Anyway, but anyway so taxes. Um, like I said, we're not experts, and we're not giving any advice legally or any ideas. Really, we are just telling, just the experiences we've had. So. It's all experiences. Saying that up experience, front. Experience, experience. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Man, I could say the first time, so. Right when I graduated high school, uh, I had been working a lot like that year. I had like three different jobs. So and my parents were always, um, they've always done their own taxes. Um, and then so, but I never really prepared myself for mine because I never thought that seven years later I would still be doing independent work and owning a company. So I remember that first time I ever had to pay taxes and I didn't, I didn't know any, I didn't think I made enough and my dad didn't think I made enough to pay any. But you made a lot. But I made, well I didn't make a lot, but I made <laughs> enough. That 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 limit is very low. Right. <laughs> but I passed it and I, I owed taxes and, and we were like, you know, I hadn't saved any, I hadn't done anything, anything yeah. business wise because I was 18 or 19 by that point and so I just didn't have anything so I just paid taxes and... From that moment on, I learned. Um,
0: yeah, you've been really helpful, too, because this is the first year after actually not the tax season that just passed, but this upcoming year that I'll be 100% um, you know, uh, my own business. A lot of times I worked for some nonprofits. And uh, so that kind of helped because I was actually you know W9 on that. So they took taxes out, and that helped immensely. At the end of the year, with not having to pay a lot of taxes, but I think you should talk about like um, the percentage thing you, you told me the other day about how yeah. much. Just go ahead and yeah. elaborate on that.
1: So what I do is, well, it also depends on what tax bracket you're in, and I'm not gonna say those because I don't really know exactly what they are right now because they change every year. But look up what tax bracket you're in financially. You know, I mean, and there's big gaps. It's like. It's like 10 grand, 30 grand, 70, 100. I don't know. They space out, and each one you pay a percentage 10%, 15%, 20% of your total income is probably what's gonna go to taxes. And um, so, what I do for me is I'm around 20%. So, every time I get paid, uh, I take out 20% and put it in a savings account. I actually put it in an investment account now. So, I'm actually making money off of tax money. That I have to then pay taxes on the investment income that I get. Mine. <laughs> Don't you love that? Yeah, really. Anyway, but uh, so that's it's literally that simple. Like I, it can't be. I wish I had known it four years ago, but I didn't. I just figured it out like two years ago. But it's literally that simple. Anytime you get paid for anything that's going to be documented, because let's be honest, we love cash. And uh, when someone and when you do a little five hundred dollar gig or something, and that person just pays you in cash, then. The that's, angels sing. Yeah, yeah, because you're not going to pay taxes on that. Uh, that's right. And so... And it's perfectly like, legal. I, yeah, and I like those, but then when you form an LLC, the minute they pay you through that LLC, if they report it, then you need to report it as well, and they don't send you anything. You just don't get anything in the mail. It's up to you to keep up your accounting you know, methods. Um, so I just literally take 20% of anything that comes in at all, put it in the savings account, and I can't touch it. It's also a good mental thing. It really gets your mind mentally prepared that, hey, that money is over there and I can't touch it, but I know I have it. And that kind of translates to other parts in life. Like I have a couple of other investment accounts that have money and, you know, when they're building up and I see that money in there, a lot of times I'm tempted, hey, I could take that out for a new camera, a new whatever, whatever. But
0: It's also nice, though. um, It's also nice not knowing about where like investments or, or savings because I have one attached I use American Express savings online and that you set up an automated that pulls out a certain amount of money every month and mm-hmm. you can choose the day and everything and it goes into a savings and it's pretty high yield I think because I looked looked it up um, but it's great because sometimes I actually forget about it and it helped pay for my wife's last semester in school, you know, I just looked up and one day I was like, oh, wow, we have enough money for that. That's great. And so it also helps, you know, to have that automated it pulling out of your bank account, no matter what, just for saving for rainy day, um, for emergencies or whatever. So it's good to also, I think, have an, unless for me, cause I'm, it's hard for me to save. I know you're a great saver. Jesse's a absolute, he loves saving. I think <laughs> I saving. you do. Yeah, but you like saving more, to. you know? Um, and so, for somebody like me if somebody out there that's you know finds it hard to save like try to find something that's automated i'll just pull out money out of your bank account um out of your checking you know whatever and uh and put it somewhere else um i think it it helps me
1: yeah that model is definitely definitely awesome that's why so many automated savings programs got so popular just you know like wells fargo who i'm with has the way to save do they even have that anymore i don't know but they had this way to save program where it would do automatic. I mean, you still do it. You can always set up monthly. Like my, one of my investment accounts has automatic deposits, Mm -hmm. but then for other people like me, I, mine, the minute I get paid, it just divides into like six different places. So I don't do the automated, but for most people it definitely helps out. It's the way I used to do everything until I figured out more of a routine of, of what I wanted. But, that's definitely good. So the big thing is when you're in our in our world and at the phase where you're trying to grow is is be prepared for taxes. I mean that's like it's like you can have all the uh, all your equipment set and all your you know developing your skills and crafting the way you do things, but man at the end of the day you have to pay taxes. So and I've know I know a whole lot of I actually just talked to someone last week who he was having a uh, he was having a rough time with with taxes because he just he just wasn't prepared and you know and a lot of people who listen to this might be w2 guys or just employees and this doesn't apply to you and so that's that's awesome but uh if you're in the filmmaking world chances are you're you're gonna have some of this come up somewhere especially if you want to grow and you know develop your own stuff you know whether it's making your own video company or starting websites or you know selling stock photos or whatever
0: and it also helps like if you're saving that and even though you're buying equipment which we all do you know those deductions will help and you know if you're saving throughout the year and by some chance through what you've purchased or some decisions you've made you owe less and you Mm -hmm. have that money that you can you go on a vacation or you know invest back into the company or just keep it there for the next year when you're going to get really screwed by taxes as well so it really helps to you know that that was um, that was
1: actually my plan for for this go around i had i had some left over but and that's another thing. Every year, if also if you're an independent contractor or you know a sole proprietor, you can pay out, or you you're supposed to pay out quarterly taxes. Uh, and there are ways around that, or other methods, not around, but other methods of doing that. But I just pay quarterly, so. You're paying quarterly for last year's, but what if you made a whole lot more this year, which has been my case every year for the past like five years. Mm-hmm. So that's every, great, by the way. But no. congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> that's that's great, but every time around tax time, I owe more, even though I've been paying through all year. So that's just why that twenty percent thing. Because then, when that quarter comes, you can easily pay it. Like my first year or two, where I wasn't so good at this. That quarter would come and I'd owe that payment and I just wouldn't pay it because I didn't have it all. <laughs> right. Uh, and you know, the past couple of years that hasn't really been a case at all because I've been prepared and that's just kind of what that is. And
0: so s- try to set aside some of the money you make from every check. That would be one little suggestion. Yeah. Use wave receipts to simplify your life. Right. And it helps that actually does help during tax season because. Oh yeah. I know this year I did not use it and I spent a day just going through all my receipts because I mean it was was good about keeping them but I spent so much time just going through them and most of them were just deductions on equipment but it was still just a long process and to have that and just say export or give me this total is just great yeah so
1: yeah and and if all of this is and I use TurboTax too yes yeah we good. both use TurboTax because it's great you can go to an accountant i fully support going to accountants but and this year
0: i'm i'm going I'm, I'm going to
1: accountant. yeah this year
0: definitely Well, this, com- next, this coming next yeah, coming yeah excuse me next next tax season.
1: 2013 taxes yeah i think we'll both be using because i'm going to do an escort for my llc which is payroll for myself that's complicated so if you don't have a very complicated situation like for instance this past year i was married filing head of household she had partial income for part of the year and then i had my business and so it wasn't very complicated but if you do have some different things you know then then definitely go to an accountant it's a little bit more expensive but i mean not a whole lot peace of mind though right yeah you might pay four or five hundred bucks i mean it all depends on what you make and you should
0: be able to save up that four or five hundred through your automated savings so yeah. There you go. Think of, of course, that you're way. still gonna have to pay taxes. No, 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 no. I <laughs> understand that. Yeah, yeah. You
1: have to have but all those taxes you, you're gonna pay. Yeah, but, but the that, automated
0: saving for paying your accountant yeah. can be easily. But I will say here. that
1: the tax, um, the tax meter, the audit meter in TurboTax, and I told Chris this earlier. From what I've read about TurboTax, they do analytics and and stats on how many people of their customers got audited last year, you know, what happened, what price range were they in. So if you use TurboTax, they have this audit meter at the end and it'll tell you like green you're really good, yellow you better watch out, or red you're gonna get audited. From what I see, that's that's pretty accurate from what from what I've read. Um, of course you, you never know about what you read but anyway I, I trust it so that's another cool thing is what's is software now that they can just tell you, hey you're, you're kinda on average going to be really safe compared to what what happened last year so um, anyway that's that's awesome that's that So maybe give it we're at 20 minutes right now. We'll move on to tech talk I mean I think it's good yeah you know what we're gonna now since we're at tw- since we just wasted 20 minutes on that we're going to uh, we're going talk about finances as far as gear and saving for things and just keeping that. Frame of mind. We're gonna save that for another podcast, and we're gonna move on to tech talk. So I love it. That's what's up.
0: So I think, for one, I want to talk about the new Blackmagic Pocket Cam. Not the cinema camera, though. You have any other ideas? Oh, because
1: who hasn't talked about that? I know. <laughs> okay. I know. Okay, for so but I want for, it, I want for, it. The, for the three of you that listen. If you've already heard about a lot of this gear. You know, you can listen to us babble or you can just stop right now cuz we're going to talk about some stuff that's already been like overcovered but that's just because we want to well, talk about we, it. Too.
0: Before we do that, do you have anything that you think's undercovered that would be of uh- The
1: Hexalux all right. For Done. sure. We'll start We're gonna out do that. that. We're
0: going to do Hexalux instead. So, hey, just ignore what Jesse
1: said and please keep <laughs> listening. But I'm not editing this podcast, by the way. That's awesome. You guys have listened to the first four episodes. You've been privileged to uh, hear the edited versions. This is this raw. Is, okay. I, I just don't
0: have enough time anymore. Hey, I like it better that way. Yeah. Because that means you can't edit out my, uh, my cussing.
1: Yeah. Well, see, that's rude. <laughs> you shouldn't do that.
0: Uh, anyway, those to the Hexalux lights. Hexolux. 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 Yeah, I can't. Julia, my wife, makes fun of how I pronounce milk, so I probably can't pronounce Hexalux. Right. That
1: sounded pretty straightforward, milk.
0: She says it's milk. No, I say milk, and it's supposed to be milk. I, I use like an el. Anyway, so uh, these lights look pretty badass.
1: Hexalux.com. H e x
0: o l u x. Yes. Now they're a little on the pricey side, but I think a they're gonna last you a very oh my long gosh. time.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you think about how long an and every 1K last. Yeah. Forever. I mean, there's some, like, last week Chapman was shooting something, and those things are like seven years old. Yeah. And they still work perfect as ever, and, you know, I think they've replaced the bulbs like four times in that long. Yeah.
0: So, so these are PAR LEDs, and Jesse, you've read up on these a lot more than I have, but um, they're, they're A, they're pretty darn sexy, the design. Um, and you can also, they're, um, they have two models, a one, what is it, a 120... And another model. Mm-mm. No, pretty sure it's a 120 watt LED. That's that's their 1K
1: though. That's I think that's the only one they make.
0: No, there's, they they just came out with two oh. today because today on oh, the 22nd, today. yeah. So there's a 120, and then there's a that's the Lux N, and then there's the Indie uh, N. No, know how to pronounce. There's a yeah, there's an Indie version. That's uh, what did they say? It's 80 watt.
1: Oh, what's the price on that one? The
0: eighty watts, fourteen eighty-five, and the so that's like a six fifty. Big boy is seventeen eighty-five. Let's talk about the watt differences between these LEDs and the like regular Fresnels.
1: Was the eighty-five a six fifty equivalent? I think or that's something or seven hundred. Yeah. Something. Well, it's cool because so the big the the bigger one the bigger Hexalux the one twenty is a hundred twenty watt LED light, which is the equivalent to a one k light. And if you've ever shot with a 1K, like we did a shoot last Friday with one 1K bouncing off of a white ceiling and it just like lit up half of this small room, which was, you know, 1Ks are great. So this guy, he's been a DP for a while, for like 19 or 20 years. He wanted to make his own version of LED lights. So Hexalux lights are great because they have 90%, 98% CRI. That is the highest of any light by far if you guys have ever shot with flow lights or um the cn 600 leds or even the higher end uh um what are those called the panel light panels sorry mm-hmm. that you know the cri on those is like low 90s mm-hmm. and these things are 98 which means they retain 98 of the color um which is awesome. And that basically, you, if, if you've never shot with LEDs or you have shot with LEDs, you know what I'm talking about, where you've either heard people or seen it for yourself, hey, the color on these things is kind of strange. They either shine green. green, but honestly, most of the LEDs that I've used, they have hardly, they have a tiny bit of green on them, but it's so little that it's like, you're going to grade stuff anyway. You're going to color that out. But these things, you don't have to worry about any of that. They're just really solid. Um, I want to do
0: a correction really quick before you keep going on the pricing because I am kind of perusing their site a little bit. And if you just want the fixture, so another thing you're going to talk about in a minute is they actually have lenses right? and different attachments and you can, like focal lengths even, which are really interesting. And again, this guy's a DP and he just, I really think these are really well-designed lights. And the actual 120 just Fresnel itself is 995 and the eight hundred eighty watt, excuse me, is I think seven... Where was it? I just saw it. It was like seven ninety five.
1: Well, now you're talking a whole different ballgame. I know.
0: Because the <laughs> other ones I was looking at was a whole package that had- um, Oh, a kit. Had a kit that had um, wow. one of their attachments. So I think like these these lights are pretty actually now went into a kind of reasonable stage. But
1: can which, you shoot with them with that bare thing? Is that a lens or anything? <sighs>
0: Uh, that's without a lens, so I'm assuming you're just going to have not really a controllable yeah. light yeah. source.
1: So here's a cool thing that this guy did. He he matched what a DP would think a light should be. He has lenses for him. That's 35 millimeter, 50 millimeter, and 85 I think. Yeah, I, I could be out. wrong. It doesn't matter. You just look them up yourself. But he has three different lenses, so you can put lenses for the different throw that you want on them, which is cool. It has a dimmer switch on the back and stops. Not percentages or just just a knob that turns it actually dials it down and stops which is really awesome another cool thing is with a quarter 20 to quarter 20 bolt you can attach all these lights together so you can take seven or eight lights and attach them all and have them all on one stand keep in mind they're LED's so they're really light so with one C stand you could have a 10k that basically uses the power of one 1k so you can run these off of a house outlet and have enough light to flood out a whole room through a window. So that's pretty awesome. Yes. Although now granted that whole setup would cost you you know 8 grand, 10 grand, but it's right. not I just think the like lights
0: are I mean yes you can buy like cheap ones and I think they do have a I mean go on eBay if you want like some small panel LED stuff and they're getting mm-hmm. better by the day and there is a place for those but also they should be thought of almost as lenses where they're an investment that are going to last you a long time and I think
1: that's what these are
0: I think these are and I'm looking more and more at these prices right now while he was talking and I mean you can get the prime set so 35 15 85 or 195 for three of them Mm -hmm. so then you add that to an instrument or they call he calls them illuminators Right. So then you get, you know, you can get either an 80 watt or 120 watt LED Fresnel for, you know, 7.95 for the 80 watt and the 9.95. And I mean, you can go out and buy two of those. You can have like, with with the lenses. I mean, you're, you're coming under what, two grand?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that's not that's not bad at all. Bad kit. Uh, so hexalux.com. Just go check them out. Yeah. I recently purchased a f lighting it's f and uh ring lights basically just search for f R 300 and you'll find it it's they like, have
0: awesome other great led products they
1: too. do they do i haven't yeah i kind of want to test out some of those but anyway this light this this freaking light is it's it's a 300 watt or a 300 bulb led light the bulbs are tiny but really powerful so this thing is small and it weighs like a pound I mean you can hold it with your pinky and not even know I mean it is crazy and we also have some of the big one by one one by one not light panel brand but the CN600 the cheap ephoto one by ones but this little tiny ring light is almost it's not quite as powerful but it's almost as powerful as one of those panels and I paid 200 bucks for this thing and those panels are like 300 for the really cheap ones, anyway. So the the advancement of LED lighting is definitely like just rocking. I mean, by the end of this year, it's gonna be crazy. Like it's
0: in a it's, very there's just gonna very good be, way.
1: Yeah, yeah, in a great way. There's gonna be so many options. I mean, these ring lights. We're gonna eventually talk about our our gear that we really like. We might do a video one because Jesse yeah, has a
0: really cool. Like he's basically boiled his kit down in three Pelican cases, all of them. Um, are not oversized, so if he checks them, he will not get charged more. And he's got two cameras, all, full light kit, tripods, and some C
1: stands, slider, right, and slider, k okay, anyway, stands to C stands. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, well, eventually we'll talk about that that setup because it's cool. But basically, I don't know. I guess my whole point is with these LED lights coming, it's it's great. It's going to be really nice. Um, like for instance, you can take these. Uh, Chris and I both have a set. Of the 312 um, lights, they're all over eBay. Uh, they're basically a rectangular 312 LED lights. I think mine are the 312 AZS or ASZ. Anyway, they're bi-color. Yeah, they're bi-color. They're battery powered. Oh,
0: and they guess were like what? 150 I, bucks, I right?
1: emailed the company I bought mine from. Mm-hmm. They just found a perfect power adapter for them. So you can now run them through the wall instead of having to have them on battery all the time. That's great. Yeah, so I'm going to order, I can order you some. They're like 10 bucks a piece of nothing. Anyway, so LED panels are great because you can just sit them up in a corner. I mean, just put them anywhere on a really light case stand. I mean, my case stands, like they're the flimsiest, cheapest things ever, but they'll go up to like 9 feet. And I can just, these LEDs are so light, you can just put them anywhere. So that's going to be that's definitely the way things are going and I mean yeah. I think
0: it's just smaller. I mean you, I mean again if you look for quality stuff and just you know do some searching and stuff and asking people's perspective on on products you can get something that's small that's lightweight and that's not going to cost you an arm and a leg yeah and get the job done um and a hey, lightweight and cheap and small is what is yeah. nice
1: <laughs> yeah and I, I really like the idea of experimenting with lights so uh or Chris likes experimenting with the actual lights. I, I'm starting I like to like... I'm building them too. And building them. So I, we're going to, maybe over the next month or two, really try to develop some cool do-it-yourself ideas. Yes. Um, Maybe make some that are easy and that aren't just where it's like you use them in one situation, but where you can use them in a lot of them. So we've got some ideas. He's He's built a couple of things. I've done some things in the past, but... Anyway, so maybe we'll have to do. some if you're interested more, video in more stuff. like,
0: yeah, definitely more video stuff. But if you're interested in more like building your lights, go on to Shane Hurlbut's blog. And I, if I pronounced that wrong, I apologize. But um, he's has some good blog posts on just if you just type in his blog like lighting or whatever, it'll pop up. I'm building some some interesting lights, some batten lights, some yeah. um, some trade lights that he used for um, I think for shooting the greatest game ever played. But just some interesting stuff, and it's cheap. You can go down to Home Depot and build it. And pretty darn soft source, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And did a music video recently where I used one of the, the batten lights to uh, kind of like uh, light up behind a bar scene which to light up the bartender. So, you know, if you build your own lights and just experiment, I mean that's that's gonna do you more good than buying the new camera.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'm glad I we wanna talk about the black magic podcast. I wanna though. develop I <laughs> wanna develop lights that I can easily travel around with that are pretty solid too. Because that's one problem I used to have is I'd build lights, but they're just too big. They're either too too, big, or you have to be super delicate with them, mm -hmm. or you have to like, you can only fit like two of them in a case because you can't have them bump around because they're whatever. So I I was experimenting with some ideas. Again, you know, cheap
0: is great, but man, there's nothing better than a well built piece of equipment. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why I like buying old lenses and not like the new Canon L glasses because like the hard stops, it actually is heavy like there's something about that you're so
1: right at that it's just is nice yeah yeah so obviously chris and i've pre-ordered black magic pocket cameras and we'll talk about that. i really um, think everyone has so you can't beat it for the price
0: well, maybe yeah. we should talk about that in the next episode and what we see the uses of those because i think they're really gonna be great storytelling tools but do we want to talk about it now?
1: We can talk about them now, yeah. All right, why not? All right, well, cool. I mean, all I have to say about it is it is a small camera that records really good video, and that's that's really all that's I have so to fun. say. That's I think all there is to it. I think it would be great,
0: too, Like, <laughs> if you think about the size. Okay, they are literally, if you weren't an NEB or you haven't held one or you haven't seen it next to a device and just got a perspective on the size, if you have an iPhone, pull it out. That's the size of it. Like, it is small. What Blackmagic is doing with their codec, and I mean, they're giving you raw, 1920 by 1080 onto an SD card. Hey, that makes me really pissed at Canon because if Blackmagic is putting raw 1920 by 1080 on an SD card, why can't you get 4K from the C100 sensor on an SD card? That's not raw. Yeah, like that. That should be an option or 60p. At ten eighty well, from the C three hundred. I mean like
1: Well what they really did what they really did by announcing that and even the the cinema camera, they showed everyone what what most what most people well, I wouldn't say most people I knew in the fact that you have to sustain companies. So you are only gonna release that product, even though you have technology that's, that's two years down the road already developed, you released that project this year. Like yeah. The and then you wait another two years. You don't release that one in the future right now because you won't have anything to sell then. And it's the same way with camera companies. No, that's ha- true, but it's nice
0: seeing basically the Apple now. Blackmagic is the Apple when Apple was way back in the day releasing great stuff way right. back in the day. That's only like eight years ago. Yeah, like great ahead stuff, of the game. ahead of the game. <clears throat> they were just saying, this is what we can do. If we can release this. Now Apple's actually tailored it back to be like everyone because yeah. they yeah, we know true. they can do something amazing and they're just right. getting these incremental updates yeah so i love it i love that black magic's like and the fact if you weren't in an any but you saw a hilarious scene of there was black magic and red
1: right Across i mean, from each r- other
0: right next to each other yeah. a wall separating them and it was just like, and on that wall black magic had all their pricing and it was just like there's finally the 4k for 4k right you know, like that red wanted to push out for so long but never came to fruition yeah so i'm Like, even if it doesn't ship in when it's supposed to, the fact that it's real, I mean, John Brawley has shot with the pocket cam, it works. (laughs) They might not be able to mass produce it like they couldn't with the um, current Black Magic. What do you think about, like, I just think, like, you can put three of those in your backpack with full lenses, some LED light panels. Um, You might have to check your tripods yeah you can put everything your computer you can do macbook air thunderbolt rugged drive man
1: this macbook pro is so thin it's like a
0: my point is like you can have a super lightweight bag throw some really like cheap not cheap but really small like slr magic lenses in there the batteries are just regular nikons and you can go overseas and shoot for days right and literally just have to and SD cards are cheap, so you really don't even have to dump anything. Yeah, they're really cheap. I mean, although
1: you will need the highest end possible right. SD cards, extreme. Of course, you know later this year, by the time those come out, maybe some new SD cards will be introduced, and that you know price will go down on those, and so it won't be because the higher end SanDisk are kind of kind of pricey. But yeah. anyway, yeah, no, it's it's amazing. And then your
0: subject, whoever you're you know, interviewing or shooting, I mean they'll think it's like just a Nikon Coolpix camera. Right. Like, you can probably get anywhere with this thing. It's, yeah. You know, put some tape on it and just hide what it is, a black magic camera, you know. You really have to know what you're looking for to see it. And when you're doing interviews now, like, you know, you can, they're not going to be intimidated unless you, like, throw some huge lights or put a huge cinema lens on the, on the end of it. Right. I just think it's going to be, especially for, like, docs, um, nonprofits, churches, like, I don't don't buy dslr mm-hmm. there's yeah. no reason to if you're gonna need to shoot video i mean you're paying a thousand dollars yes the sensor's not huge but give me yeah. a break who cares like you're getting great quality
1: yeah i mean you really won't see i mean by by the summer of next year yeah you you won't see any well, dslr shooting because i think it'll like, take a while yeah, though because i yeah. think It'll take a little while, but, man, it can't take that long.
0: But I would just think, like, if you're, like, a church or, a, like, again, an NGO or a small organization, you need to, like, get some, you want to get some content out there. Like, there's not a better camera, really. To I wish it was shipping right now. Like, they're great. They're so cheap.
1: Yeah. Amazing. Also kind of scares me, though, because it's just one more step towards... Democratization.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> you know? Well now the best idea is when, not what camera you're shooting with.
1: Yeah. Man But There's a lot of creative people out there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Tough world, huh? Tough Did you order world. the um the four K version? Yeah, two of them. So <laughs> No, I didn't. Jesse was
0: being smart, like because I pre-ordered two of those as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I pre-ordered two four um, Ks, and then a friend of mine pre-ordered two pockets. Mm-hmm. And we're just gonna switch one of one, and he'll pay me the difference too. But, there um, you go. Yeah, I'm excited about that thing. Yeah, I'm so glad that um, Blackmagic. A, they lit their booth better, the models and stuff, um, this year at NAB, and uh, and they actually had a four K monitor, so mm-hmm. you could actually. I mean. Can't see it that much, but Right. So that was cool. And it was the global shutter's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that'd be that's gonna be awesome. So yeah. Yeah. I crazy up, crazy right?
1: things happening. The, Can't wait. Do we want to talk about the uh what the Odyssey?
0: No, I'll save it for the next one.
1: I'll save it. Yeah. I will say we'll we'll throw this one in there. The last little bit is uh the the new uh the task cam. D R sixty. D R sixty. And then the Zoom H6. I, um, Actually I mean, think, obviously, we don't really know a ton about the Zoom. The task cams out. Uh, but, you know, I'm excited I, to see what Zoom does. with yeah. that I wish is. they would have put
0: better preamps in the DR60 and not the same preamps that are in the DR100 and just up the price some. Right. Because there's a huge gap between, like, the task cam quality and the sound devices. Right. It's like monstrous right and i wish they would have like gotten a better preamp in there just to have this mid-range like charge 1200 bucks that's fine but have like of course some they better... said
1: they were they said they were upgraded a little oh, they, bit oh from, they did okay yeah they're upgraded from the old ones uh i, I haven't that... heard what what type so i and um carl olsen from Digital Convergence Podcast. If you guys want to listen to another podcast. Based out of Atlanta, too? Based out of Atlanta. Dfilm.tv, or the Digital Convergence Podcast. Carl's uh, podcast is really awesome. Anyway, Carl just got one of the new cams. Oh, the, the Yeah, he hadn't used it yet when I last talked to him. But, uh, you know, I was telling him that I hope it doesn't have... The Juice Link guy has a video... Where he's comparing one of his juice links versus right. the new task yeah,
0: and the sound devices
1: yeah but it clicks when you adjust the volume while you're recording like, Task cam clicks yeah the task cam the the when you're using the gain knob and you're turning it up you hear that digital yeah that's interesting so I'm I was seeing if Carls does the same thing or if maybe he if the juice link guy got a bad pre-production unit or something I don't know but if it does that then obviously it's just no good but the H six, man, it I just don't like Zoom's preamps, man. But what if they fixed it? That's what I'm saying. We I don't hope. know enough about it, but what if they just what if it's I not do. the same thing? Hey at Zoom,
0: all? you wanna sponsor us and send us a test unit? Yeah, we'll take
1: Zoom. It. Oh man. We will test <laughs> Please it Please prove all, me wrong. Test it all day. So anyway, new new audio recorders too. Those two get you know, excited me just because we haven't seen anything new like that in a long time, so
0: yeah, the DR60s like form factor is kind of interesting. It's
1: massive. Yeah, it is huge. Have you
0: actually held
1: one? Or? No, but okay. it's just—I mean, I've seen. It's pictures. just a weird
0: like you can't hold it in your hand like with a you know H4N or a right. DR100. Yeah. So it's just
1: well that whole it's it's like the race to see like <laughs> it's funny because it was like all right let's see who can how we can rig up our cameras the best way and all that and then it was like okay well how can we make our cameras the smallest and lightest. And now it's like, all right, well, let's make them spawn light and rig them up and do this. And I don't want a task cam to be under attached to the bottom of my uh, camera. Yeah, no. Like, that's just, that's aggravating. And I, yeah. And then... I actually
0: out. got a um, an H1 yeah,
1: the other day. We have one of those.
0: Yeah, and I think they're great for, um, like, I, would, I, I mean, I used it. I was happy with the quality. Like, if you just need something really quick and you're seriously running and gunning and have just a law of like, it was... I mean it. It's super simple. Yeah. And batteries were, were well. The qual the s the micro SD card scared the bejeebas out of me. Oh, I hate those I was afraid cards. to like.
1: Are the GoPro cards?
0: You no, know, those are the small, small ones. Micro SD,
1: mm-hmm. not
0: the SD. Does GoPro use micro?
1: Using micro. They use those now. Huh?
0: Yeah. Oh. Very tiny. They're scary. <laughs> they are. It's like I'm afraid I'm gonna break them just trying to push them into the card reader to. Read. Yeah. But anyway, that's a really good, I mean if you, again like the backpack situation when we talked about the black magic, I think throwing like a lob, that H1, two, maybe three, and a 5D in your bag, I mean, bam. Mm-hmm. You, you're rocking it. Yeah. Love it. Alright, so I guess we'll talk about like the Q7 and some other things next time. Some beauty. Some really
1: good day. Awesome. All right. Well, see you guys later.